Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Now, the eye twitches have well and truly kicked off. I am absolutely buggered. Paying for the sins of a Saturday night, um, recording this on your Sunday. Had to make up for the games that I missed on my Saturday. So, spent most of uh, tonight when I'm recording this, but it'll be last night when it comes out. Uh, Watching all of the Saturday games back, I did a 41-minute podcast uh, for the Saturday preview, so definitely feeling it now. It is quite late in the night, so we are going to fly through these uh, three games for your Sunday, as well as giving a pretty solid analysis too. We did say we were going to fly through the last one, and it ended up being 41 minutes, so this one is set to be uh, quite a long one too. So let's get straight into it. We've got the Warriors and the Tigers, the Cowboys and the Broncos, and then the Titans and the Dolphins. So uh, let's start with the Warriors and Tigers game. Uh, definitely the standout play player for the Warriors was Roger Tuovashashek. We were very keen on him and how he was going to come into this game and obviously started off recording the preview for yesterday. It didn't end up coming out because I recorded five minutes and then had to leave. Um, But yeah, Roger Tuovashashek, someone that we were very keen on going into this game. He was very solid, uh, not only in attack as well. In attack, he was fantastic. Uh, Very Still got the speed that he left the NRL with only a few years ago. You know, really good strength, uh, great, you know, footwork. The stuff that we're used to seeing from Roger Tuovashashek, but his defense as well. His defense was solid. Uh, that hit on Buller, uh, you know, early in the game as well. Fucking unbelievable. And and that hit on the number 19 as well for the Tigers. Yeah, super solid game from Roger Tuovashashek. <clears throat> Not only his de- attack though, but his defense was really, really solid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, killed it. And, and his first game at center as well. Some would think it'd take him a little bit of time to get used to the position, but settled it in straight away. And the last time he played on an edge, he played on the right-hand side as well. So moving over to the left, playing left center. Uh, looks like he'd be playing left center with Marcelo Montoya. You'd have to imagine the right would then be Rocco Berry and uh, Dylan Wateniza Lesniak for the Warriors going into this season. Yeah, but RTS looking very solid, looking very good coming into this year. Definitely going to make his uh, make a spot for himself as a strike center in 2024. Looking very good and looking like he could be one of the top centers in the competition, which is crazy, um, you know, thinking of that journey. Leaving the competition as a fullback, playing inside center, which is technically like playing 5'8 in rugby union, and then coming over, coming back, playing in the centers as well. A totally new position for him as well. So... Great game for RTS, attack, defense, you know, all the beautiful stuff we love seeing from RTS as well. Really solid. Uh, the Wards, the Wards left edge. So Roger Tulvashashek, uh, Marcelo Montoya, I thought it was outstanding. Uh, captaining the side too in this game, I thought that he was really, really solid. Definitely a player to watch going into this year as well. Had a big year last year with the Warriors. Definitely one to look for again this year. And next to Roger Tulvashashek, I'd imagine he'd be scoring double the tries than what he did last year as well, which is going to be scary. Chanel Harris-Devita, I thought was quite good as well uh, on that left-hand edge. I thought that he was really solid. Uh, he looks, literally has looked like he's been in the competition since he's left. He doesn't look like he's gone away for the year that he did. It looks like he's literally come straight back in and just gone straight back to having great form and being one of the you know better 5'8s in the game as well. Chanel, Chanel Harris-Devita really putting up a fight between him and 
uh, and Luke Metcalf for that number six jersey. I'd argue that Chanel Harris Tavita in this particular game had the better game over Luke Metcalf. So that competition competition is going to be really, really interesting going into this year. I thought that Chanel Harris Tavita would have had to have would to had to have had a sort of a call in period and just just some time to get back into rugby league, but. It's like he's never left. So, Chanel Aristavita looking really good and looking like he probably will lock down that 5-8 jersey potentially um, in round one with Luke Metcalf maybe starting in the halves with Tamale Martin in reserve grade. Uh, and obviously, it looks like he'll be playing half back in New South Wales Cup as well with Tamale Martin probably at 5-8. But yeah, Chanel Aristavita at the moment looks like the favourite for that number six jersey. Uh, the Tigers are looking much better. That halves pairing has really settled in quick too. I thought that Sullivan and Caesar looked quite good together. Obviously, with the first glance, there were a few issues there with with the communication and stuff like that. But that's to be expected, not only with a new halves pairing, but in a trial match as well. So they looked quite good for a trial match as well. Uh, the Tigers as a whole are looking a lot better, uh, starting to put those pieces together with the forward rotation. Um, you know, with the spine. Just looking really, really crisp as well. A lot more crisp than what they did at the back end of last year, even when they were sort of on the up and up. They look really, really good coming into this year. It looks like Caesar and Sullivan will be the halves pairing to start the year as well. So excited to see that go. Junior Tupo, I thought was really solid as well. Um, Obviously leaving to go to the Dolphins next year. It's going to be tough to fit him into this side with that in mind, considering how many guys you have yet to come in, like your Solomone Fatapes, who was outstanding in this game. Uh, for the Tigers, you've got a lot of guys to fit in and consider into this team. Does Junior Tupo miss out? I think it's going to be very hard to leave him out. One, with obviously Nofaluma departing, but two, just with how well he played in this game, in the tack, he was really solid and defensively was sound as well. So Junior Tupo making a statement in this game. It was a very even game. Obviously, the only difference that crucified the Warriors was that one conversion. Um, other than that, it was a pretty much dead-even game. Uh, Zion Mayuwu was sent off for a shoulder charge uh, on Declan Case here. That ended De- Declan Casey's day as well, unfortunately. Um, obviously, he had to be taken off the field, knocked out cold. Uh, and so unfortunate for, you know, a guy that has been out for so long um, with injury. And every time he's tried to come in for the doggies, he's been injured. You know, it looked like he wasn't going to get a contract to start the year. Obviously, got a offer, I believe, for the Dragons that only lasted about two days. But yeah, obviously, was a bit surprised to find him in the development squad for the Tigers and happy for him as well. Happy he got that opportunity. But very unlucky with the circumstances now. The only thing holding him back was injury, and he's just got him injured again. So really unfortunate for Declan Casey. And, um, yeah, hope, hope wishing him all the best. Hopefully he comes back soon and gets a few more opportunities in first grade because uh, he is a quality player. Obviously, we haven't seen too much of him um, and his quality and his ceiling because he has been injured coming into games and during games uh, in NRL. Pretty much every game he's come in for NRL, uh, he's ended up getting injured. So he's had a few opportunities, but in every one of those, he's been injured, which has really let him down for the most part, um, you know, in, I guess, his journey into NRL. But he's still young. I think he's 23, 24. Uh, so he's still got plenty of time. Hopefully a little bit less, uh, a few less injuries in the injury run would be the best thing for Declan Casey. Uh, Sione Finu. Um, really solid forward uh, for them. Obviously, brother, I believe, to Samuela and Latu. Uh, front rower, led the way 
pretty much with the ball for the Tigers. Uh, 149 metres and 11 carries for Sione Fainu. So definitely a player to watch. Someone that could work his way into this side for the Tigers. But that's all really it for the uh, for the Tigers and the Warriors. That game, not too many notes there. Very even game. A few standouts. It was a pretty subpar game and a game that you would expect on a Sunday, like a slinger Sunday like this one. Uh, the Cowboys and the Broncos. Uh, first off, Corey Oates. He's come into the year strong. Uh, obviously, there was rumors that he'd been training strong to start the year. Um you know, and obviously showed it in this game. Came in, scored a try pretty much straight away. And just looked solid every time he, uh, you know, had a few touches in this game as well. So, Corey Oates looks like he's coming in very strong into the year. I'd imagine has locked down that left wing spot um, going into the start of the year as well, Corey Oates. So, uh, very exciting for him. Uh, Kule Kefu Fenefuyaki was outstanding in this game as well. Uh, had a, some really good touches uh, on the left edge. And I think he played a little bit in the middle as well. From memory, did just watch all of the Saturday games, so forgive me if my memory is a little bit blurry, but pretty sure he had a little bit of a crack in the middle. Looked really solid, though. Great touches. I just remember him having a very big game in this one. Uh, and Sam McIntyre, ball playing, a great runner of the football as well. He had a great stint in this side as well. Could be a smoky for a Jersey 13, really. If they're not going to go for Tao Malolo in 13, and they are going to play him as a bench forward. If you if you do want to go with Ruben Cotter to start in the front row, you know, Sam McIntyre, real smoky for that jersey 13. I really do think so. If not, a great ball playing forward off the bench, though. Um, he could definitely lock down a spot on the bench. It just depends, again, with how they want to... We talked about this for the Roosters. They've got a stuck forward pack coming off the bench. There are rumours that Luciano Leilua is trying to get out of his Cowboys deal at the moment and go to the Dragons. Um, or to the Sharks, I'm hearing as well. They're obviously in discussion with both of those clubs. I think there might be a few clubs involved now. Uh, or the Raiders, I'm pretty sure. I think I heard as well. They're the three that I've heard that he's talking to at the moment. But the most um, the most likely one for me, I think, would be, uh, and from what I'm hearing, is going to be the uh, Dragons. But, you know, he is in talks to get it out of that Cowboys contract. It does open up a spot in that side. You'd imagine Helam Luki starts. Kulakefe Funafuyaki is on the bench. Uh, you know, depending on where you want to play Colin Hess, you'd probably chuck him in the other front row starting. That means Tamalolo is your jersey 16. Jersey 17 would probably go to one of these guys, your Sam McIntyre's whoever you want to fit into this team. But there are a few forwards in the running to get into this 17 as well. So keen to see if McIntyre fits into a spot, but it was very solid for me. Definitely one to keep an eye on going into next week as well, next week's trial. Uh, sorry, my moustache is really giving me the shits at the moment, getting a bit itchy. So uh, forgive me if the voice is going in and out there, just trying to get that itch. Um, yeah, it just tells you how tired I am, the fact that I've even mentioned that. But we digress. Let's get this done sooner rather than later because I am seriously tired. Um, Sammy Valame, intercept, really good game from him. Uh, had some really solid touches, definitely coming into the year strong uh, and definitely in the contention for that right wing spot. It's crazy to think that we're going to be starting the year for the Cowboys with Kyle Feltz still in the running, and he's not going to be in the starting side. I really don't think Kyle Feltz is going to be there. I feel like the wingers are going to be Murray Tolongi and Semi Valame, uh, and then obviously the centers to be Valentine Holmes and Zach Labart. So, yeah, Semi Valame, he's probably going to take that spot over Kyle Felt, which is just scary to think for the start of the year, especially for those diehard Cowboys fans who have grown up watching 
Kyle Felt and the crazy things that he's done. Crazy to think that he's not going to be in the lineup this year. Well, as far as we know, unless Valamay or Talagi uh, slot into the centres, which I didn't really like Talagi when he went into centre last time. And I think Valamay's a better winger. I think we've seen that over the past few years and particularly at the back end of the year for the Cows. Now, uh, speaking of the Cowboys, one to watch as a rookie. Obviously, Reese Robson, we don't like him playing the full 80. If they don't want to go with Granville as a nine, which over the past few years we've seen, he's played lock in front row. So if they don't want to go for Granville as a nine, this Mullany guy, Jake Mullany, I think he's called. I'll look it up now uh, on the website, but he's a real player. Uh, Mullany at nine, uh, scored that try um, from the scoot, but he almost reminds me of a second clone of uh, Sean Mullany. He almost reminds me a little bit of a clone of uh, Reese Robson a little bit, just with his toughness and uh, his service as well is really solid. Uh, I think it'd be great as a 14 to come off the bench here and, and play a bit of dummy half. Sean Mullany, definitely one to watch, or at least over the next few years, maybe earn a spot at 14 if they want to go for the two-hooker approach, which, as we've talked about plenty, the game is going into as well. Sean Mullany, Cowboys number nine in this game. Definitely one to watch going into next week. And just going into the rest of the year as well. We've got the origin period coming up. He could earn a spot, you know, at nine or at 14 if they put Granville at nine during the origin period as well. So Sean Mullany, number nine for the Cowboys in this trial match. Really solid footballer. Definitely a player in there. Tight high scoring game. Uh, obviously playing with minimal errors as well, which was nice to see in a trial match. At least that was for the first half before the Broncos blew them away in the second half, scoring one, two, three, four, five tries in that second half as well. Corey Pake sealing the deal. Um, but solid game of football. Reese Walsh was outstanding. Um, his ball playing, his touches, kicking a 40-20 in that one as well. Kicking game was something that I didn't even consider or think about for Reese Walsh. Uh, in this game, or, you know, just generally. You'd think more think about his running game, his passing game, but his kicking game's fucking solid as well. So definitely a factor and another layer to add to what, what is already a great player in Reese Walsh. Uh, going back to the Cowboys, Tom McKayle, I believe. I'll get the, his number up. He played for the Tigers, went to the Titans, then went to the Super League for like half a year, and then signed a development contract with the Cows. He was a starting prop, number eight, Tom McKayle. Uh, really solid footballer, had a really solid crack uh, in this game. Again, another guy that could earn a spot into this 17 as well. So one to watch there, Tom McKayle. Broncos second half was really solid, as we said, very high scoring second half. Uh, Reese Walsh pretty much carried in the second half too, really solid game from him. Uh, Brendan Piakura, first half double. I thought that he was solid for the first half of that game as well. I think he came off in that second half, but the first half he played, his touches were outstanding. Tough carries, really looked good on the edge. Uh, and another guy to watch here for the Cowboys is Jackson Purdue. Love Jackson Purdue. Uh, really solid footballer. Um, plenty of upside to him. Obviously scored that try towards the back, back end of the game. He's a fullback, but I think he can play a bit of six. He can play a bit of center as well. Really, really solid footballer on your hands there. Uh, Great ball playing. His athleticism is outstanding. Got great footwork. Knows how to sum up a defensive line really well. A lot of positives I saw from Jackson Purdue. He played a lot of the game as well. Came off the bench, but he did play majority of the second half. Um, And obviously, when the Cowboys were on during the second half in little stints, 
he was a big part of that. So, Jackson Purdue, definitely some great depth at fullback for the Cowboys going into this year. And again, if Drinkwater's your man for Origin, he might come in and play a bit of fullback uh, during the Origin period. Jackson Purdue. Now, let's look at the last game here. We'll try and get through this as quickly as possible, as we said before. The Titans and the Dolphins. Now, an interesting point to take in to this season. The the, the Dolphins-Halves pairing is very unconventional compared to some of your other other halves. Sean O'Sullivan is a halfback, but he's a left-side-based halfback. He's better on the left-hand side. He was pretty much locked into that left-hand side. He was sort of last year. Uh, He was more roaming last year, but he is pretty much set in stone on that left-hand side. Isaiah Katoa is a 5'8", but he's based on the right-hand side. However, he does roam both sides of the field very, very well. So definitely one to keep an eye on there. Katoa plays more like a halfback on the right. Sean O'Sullivan plays more like a 5'8 on the left. Not something that a lot of people are thinking about going into this year, but definitely something that I thought was very unconventional, very interesting uh, when I was watching the Titans. Uh, sorry, the Dolphins. Fucking hell, it, it is late in the night. You, you can tell uh, I'm starting to lose it a bit. Um, Herbie Farnworth scores in the first 10 minutes. I thought that throughout the night he was really solid as well. Got an opportunity at fullback and was heavily involved. Um, I think that he's better at center for sure. And we've only seen one game of him at fullback, so I might need to see a little bit more of it. He's definitely got potential at fullback. I just love him at center. I think right center suits him now too. Uh, obviously played a lot on the left last year. I think right center does suit him, and he looks really good next to Jermaine Asako. And I think next to Isaiah Katoa as well, I think he's going to be great for someone like Isaiah Katoa. Just to have that sort of option next to him is outstanding. And Katoa is going to get a lot of highlight reel with passing to a guy like Herbie Farnworth in space. So Herbie definitely one to watch there on the right. I thought he killed it. I've said this with a few guys. You know, it's you'd think that Herbie would have needed a bit to adjust to that right side of the field, but he pretty much settled in straight away. It was like that he was been playing at the Dolphins for the past few years. Looked really comfortable uh, on that right hand side as well, and very dangerous at fullback as well. But as I said, I'd prefer him at centre. Now, Trey Fuller, the fullback to start the game. I thought that he had some great touches as well. Definitely a player of the future. Uh, Really, really solid footballer. Um, Obviously debuted last year at centre. Scored that great try down the right-hand side. He is very right-hand side based, which is quite controversial for some fullbacks. For most fullbacks, um, you know, in the NRL these days, are very left-side based. Uh, with their 5-8, and usually a lot of teams stack their left-hand sides. But uh, Trey Fuller, more of a right-hand side-based um, fullback. and played a very solid game in this one. He was definitely a standout for me. Uh, another guy that stood out for me for the Titans is their fullback, Jalen DeGroote. I thought he was fucking outstanding. And when you've got all these fullbacks in your team, Keanu Keeney, um, you know, Jaden Campbell, and then AJ Brimson as well, obviously playing center this year, but mainly a fullback. And then you add Jalen DeGroote to the mix. Fucking how are you going to fit all these guys into your team? Jalen DeGroote played fullback for most of the game. I think he came on towards the back end and played a bit of six, but a roaming six. So maybe he did come back on at fullback, but he was in the defensive line. So I don't know. I think he did come on in the halves towards the back end of the game. Could definitely be wrong. Um, but, you know, the time that he spent at fullback, I thought he was great. I thought they had some great touches. He looked really solid. Um, great footwork, great passing game. Just looked all around really, really solid. Definitely one to watch going into the next few games. Jalen DeGroote. 
Uh, Tom Weaver, ball playing, I thought was really solid. He even played a little bit of nine towards the midpoint and the back, back, back end of the game. Maybe for Tom Weaver, 14 is on the cards. Maybe he does play 14 to start the year. He definitely does have a bit of a body shape that could suit a number nine role off the bench. And you obviously can come on and play a bit of a roaming role if your Verrills or your Aaron Clarks or whoever is at nine wants to play the full 80. Uh, but Tom Weaver, you know, definitely, you know, getting giving a lot of reasons for him to be in the 17 round one. And that's one that he has the versatility to play at hooker as well if you need him there. But had a really solid game for me, Tom Weaver. Um, obviously, you know, definitely not the biggest standout of the night, but I thought that he played a really solid game. He just kept to his strengths, very conservative, um, but also had some big moments with his ball playing as well through a beautiful cutout pass at the start of the game to set up one of the wingers. Uh, Tom Weaver, really solid and definitely a big fan of Tom Weaver. If you've been listening to the podcast for the past few months, you know that I'm a big fan of Tom Weaver going into this year. Now, Joe Stimson, I thought he was solid there for the Titans, uh, playing 13 as well uh, for a little bit of that game. Obviously started, I believe, in the front row. I'll have to double-check that, but uh, played a little bit of 13 towards the midpoint of the game, and I thought he was really solid there. His ball playing was really solid. It's something that he's worked on during the preseason. He did have one or two errors in him, but for the most part, I thought that he was one of their better forwards, um, Joe Stimson. No, he did start at 13, actually. He's wearing the 16, but he did start at lock. Uh, they moved the 13 into the back row. But Joe Stimson, thought he had a really nice game. Uh, really, really well-rounded coming into the year as well. Maybe fighting for that 13 jersey if an Aaron Clark maybe doesn't get it. I think it will go to Aaron Clark to start the year. But again, another guy that's adding layers to his game and adding reasons for you to pick him in this side. Joe Stimson, I thought he had a really solid game. Titans defense was really solid all game as well. You've got to talk about this guy. Uh, Tony Francis on the wing obviously scored two tries in the first half of that game. Really solid footballer. Uh, you know, very um, athletic as well. Some of those tries he scored was out, were outstanding. Uh, Tony Francis definitely one to watch. Oscar Bryant as well uh, was someone that I really enjoyed watching. He was, just trying to get him up now, what number he was, number 21, came on and played a bit of hooker. I love Oscar Bryant. Much thinner compared to your traditional hookers. His body shape's very similar to that of a Blake Moser, but even Blake Moser's got a little, little bit more muscle on him. If Oscar Bryant has a full year with the Titans and bulks up a little bit more, he could be a hooker of the future and a great pickup for a club looking for a hooker. Um, going into the next few years. Really solid footballer. I think he's only 20, 21. So definitely a lot of work to do with him, but definitely signs of a footballer there, a really solid footballer too. So Oscar Bryant, definitely one to watch in jersey number 21. Really solid hooker. He played hooker. I think he played a little bit in the halves at some point in the game as well. Uh, there was a center that came off the bench that looked exactly like him. Uh, Jack Garrard looks exactly like Oscar Bryant. Uh, the two redheads, it would have been very confusing. But Oscar Bryant, the guy that I'm talking about, is the number 21. Uh, and I thought he was outstanding. Definitely one to, if you haven't watched this game, to go back and have a look at. He's definitely a player of the future. Ken Mamalo, a great little, uh, I guess, audition for first grade. He had some really tough carries on the wing there. Uh, definitely stood out for me, both in attack and defense. Uh, tough carries, really solid defense. Ken Mamalo uh, definitely had a big game. Harley Smith-Shields, I thought, was really solid as well at center. Every time he got the ball, he was elusive, stepping, running around defenses, great fend, 
Really looking like he's coming into the year strong. Definitely one to consider for a right center spot uh, with obviously AJ Brimson probably taking the left center spot. Harley Smith-Shields definitely put himself in good stead for a first-grade spot. Obviously, had a big injury recently before signing with the Gold Coast Titans uh, at the Raiders. So great to see that he's playing some good football coming back and looking very fit as well coming into this year. Uh, my favorite man, Kurt Donahue. I thought he had some great touches, played big minutes as well. Coach couldn't take him off. Played halfback for most of the game, I believe, halfback or 5'8". And fucking killed it. He was outstanding. Uh, you know, set up most of their tries. Had a hand in pretty much every big play that they had, the Dolphins. Kurt Donahue was really solid. I think he's going to have a big year. I really do. He's definitely one to watch going into this season. If Katoa potentially doesn't work out, which it looks like he will to start the year, was really solid. But if he potentially doesn't work out, fuck Kurt Donahue. He's really pushing for a six spot. And that might be a bit controversial, but he is. He's looking really solid. He's in great form to start the year, has played fullback, 5'8", back row, center, you know, can play pretty much anywhere, hooker, can play pretty much anywhere in your team. He has great versatility, but 5'8", looks to be his best position, and, you know, he's definitely pushing for a spot, even the 17 at least, 14 looks like a good jersey for Kurt Donahue to start the year, that's for sure. Uh, Isaac Faisalamalaoui, other than the uh, Sinmin, sorry, he looked very solid in the front row. When the Titans were on, he was setting, uh, you know, the tone and, you know, creating a lot of momentum for this Titans side through the middle. Isaac Faisalamalaoui, uh, definitely a good player um, in this side and one that will get a spot on the bench for sure for me. Uh, Tessie New, uh, not only did we see Herbie Farnworth get a little crack at fullback, but Tessie New also had a stint at fullback as well. I thought he looked really good there. If Tessie New doesn't get that spot on the wing, which I think, based off that game, Bostock had a really good, uh, solid game. I didn't even have him on my notes, but backjack Bostock looked really, really solid. Looks like he's put on a bit of weight in the offseason. Bostock looks really good. I think he's won that left wing spot. So I'd potentially be playing Tessie New in New South uh, in Queensland Cup at fullback. I think that he should be playing fullback in New South Wales Cup for sure. Definitely that's something to consider um, for Wayne Bennett, for Christian Wolf as well. Um, you know, just with how this first grade side's shaping up. I think that we'll see New to start the year in reserve grade, unfortunately, but he's definitely had a really strong preseason so far. I just think that he, there's really something there with him at fullback. I think that's the, where he played the best all night, pretty much, for uh, the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins' second half was outstanding. They definitely took the, the game away in the second half. Titans somewhat looked like they were going to come back at the end, but they sort of gave it away uh, with a pretty poor kick for touch. That obviously ended in the Dolphins scoring a try. Um, so Dolphins' second half was massive. Valence Tawale, I will mention, looks really, really good going into this year. Had some really, really solid runs and just looked comfortable out there. Looked a lot fitter. Looked like he could get through the game a lot easier. Valence Tawale was running the 15 in that game. He looked unreal. Looks like he's dropped the weight as well. Looks thinner. Looks a lot more fit. Looks like he could definitely be pushing for a spot in the centers, particularly around, you know, rep periods or, you know, the back end of the year when you're potentially resting players injury, stuff like that. He's definitely a chance to push for a spot in this side. I would even play with the idea of playing him in the back row as well. I think he could kill it 
uh, you know, at left back row. I think that could be his position, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Solid game for the Dolphins in this one. Ran away with it in the second half. I thought it was a really solid game from both sides, though. Uh, a very even contest right up until the end, uh, but Dolphins did take it away in that second half. But yeah, really solid game. Enjoyed watching a lot of the Dolphins and Titans play. Definitely a lot of Titans rookies that I've been made aware of now, like your Jalen DeGroots uh, and obviously Tony Francis, Oscar Bryant, uh, a few Titans rookies that I think could be the real deal over the next few years. Very exciting trial football for the first week. Great way to end the first week. And I need to go to bed now. So this is where the podcast ends. But thank you for listening to your Sunday pre- uh, Sunday review. Make sure if you haven't already to go ahead and subscribe to the Spotify, Apple Podcasts and to the YouTube. There's going to be a lot more content coming out on the YouTube. Got some great stuff planned this season. So make sure you go ahead and subscribe to that. We'll see you guys in the next one. I seriously need to go to bed. The eye twitches have begun and I'm about to pass out in this chair.